Where the Lonely Ones Roam by Glimmer Glanger Read by X-Man-Hater Katra cleaned Adora's wounds by touch, unable to see through her burning eyes. She sat and pulled Adora up against her chest, tipping Adora's head back and pouring water into her mouth. She thought Adora swallowed at least some of it. She hoped so. She remembered little of that first day later, beyond the pain and a low, steady fear that if she stopped paying attention, Adora would stop breathing. She fell into fitful sleep throughout the long hours, unable to track the time, and eventually cracked her eyes open to find that she could see again. She lay curled against Adora's side. Adora's breath gurgled in her chest. Her pulse beat thin and reedy in her neck. The blisters on her face looked worse. Katra frowned down at her. You look terrible, she said, and then stepped outside and told Swiftwind, I'm going to need a lot more water and bandages. Can you get some bandages? Sure, Swiftwind said, shrugging with his wings. How hard can it be? Catra left him to the task, gathering wood from the trees surrounding their clearing. There was a small stove inside the hut. There were cold ashes in the bottom, along with the remains of an ancient potato like someone had been fixing their dinner when they were distracted. Katra looked around the hut, taking in the burn marks on the walls, the caliber of the holes punched through the front door, and felt a chill run down her spine. They were well within Bright Moon territory by her reckoning, but the Horde had made excursions even here. And it wasn't as though the Queen or the Princesses had done anything about it. Katra knew that well enough. For a moment, in the quiet of the old hut, as she filled the stove with wood, she thought she heard laughter, the soft, warm sounds of her mother's voice, calling her in from outside, telling her to clean her hands. <laughs> she slammed the front of the stove closed and shoved back away from it. She had not thought of her mother for... for years. The pain kept the thoughts away. It seemed to have brought them up this time. She shook them away, waiting for Swiftwind to bring the water she needed so she could heat it and see to Adora's wounds. He brought the bandages she asked for, along with a bag of medical supplies. I just took it, he said, fluttering his wings. I'm a flying horse. No one tried to tell me not to. But, I mean, shouldn't we just take her up to the castle? He talked as Catra washed the ugly blisters across Adora's stomach. They have healers there. I've seen them. They wanted her to fix Etheria, Catra said, something cold in her chest. Right, Swiftwind said. So? So, Catra said, focusing on keeping her hands steady. So they all heard her screaming, too. She looked over her shoulder at Swiftwind. And they left her there, for Etheria. What do you think they'll do if we give her back? Catra didn't know if they could still throw Adora on the altar of their hunger for an easy solution to the problems they let fester. The sword had broken, she remembered that. It had shattered into a thousand pieces. One of them had sliced through her arm. But she didn't trust the rebellion enough to find out. They always looked for an easy way out of their messes. Adora didn't need to be their stepping stone any longer. Swiftwind stared at her with one huge, horsey eye. She wondered how much she understood about anything that was happening. She wondered if it mattered. He loved Adora. She could see that. And that was... good enough. Yeah, he said, tossing his head. 
Good point. 